Hi, and welcome to the Itanium Solutions Alliance Innovation Contest podcast series. I'm your host, Brad Redderson of Stranova.com, and throughout this series, we'll be talking with winners of the contest who demonstrated the most innovative uses of Itanium-based computing in each of three areas, humanitarian impact, enterprise business applications, and entrepreneurial innovation. The winners were selected from many submissions representing diverse applications of mission-critical and high-performance computing from around the world. Kindred Healthcare, the focus of today's interview, is a major Fortune 500 healthcare services company, boasting annual revenues of $4.5 billion and providing services in approximately 600 locations in 38 states. Between it and its subsidiaries, it provides that health care through operation of long-term acute care hospitals, nursing centers, institutional pharmacies, and the people-first rehabilitation services positioned all around the United States. In the story we're exploring today, you'll hear how this important supplier of health care services stepped up to the challenge of a major overhaul of its five-year-old database server systems, in part to upgrade to my SAP ERP 2005, but also to handle major new business growth within the company, reorganizations which significantly impacted its data needs, and an overall database growth of from 200 gigabytes in 1999 to over 2 terabytes as of 2007. Today, the company boasts 56,500 employees, has 56 payroll areas, and 12 payroll calendars, 98 tax companies, 138 active company codes, real-time balance sheets, and 58,000 profit cost centers. Thanks to careful advanced planning and the power of Itanium II innovation in a state-of-the-art supercomputer, Kindred Healthcare's information technology teams took this challenge and completed its enterprise rollout in record time. It's no wonder they were recognized as a 2007 Itanium Solutions Alliance Awards finalist in the Enterprise Business Application category. To tell us about this work, we are very happy to welcome Daniel Poff, the Director of Database Administration and SAP Basis at Kindred Healthcare. Dan, thanks for joining us today. Well, thank you very much for inviting me. Well, first, congratulations on being a finalist in the 2007 Itanium Solutions Alliance Innovations Awards in the Enterprise Business Application category. Thank you. It was a real surprise to us. We thought we had a good case you know, a good study, and thought we'd go ahead and put in the application and see where we got, and we were very pleased. Well, as a background for the computational discussion that we will have in just a few minutes, I'd like you to share with our listeners a little bit about Kindred Healthcare itself and the company and business complexity that you were dealing with before you even began to approach some of the computational issues that we'll be going into. Okay, first of all, Kindred Healthcare, of course, is the title implies is a healthcare concern. We are about a $4 billion company. We have approximately 56,000 employees, Fortune 500, and our company is actually made up of four divisions. We have a hospital division, which is long-term acute care hospitals. We're the largest operator in the U.S. of long-term acute care hospitals with approximately 73 hospitals and 5,600 licensed beds. Our second division is the health services division, which is made up of nursing centers and assisted living. It's approximately $1.9 billion in revenues. The third largest operator in the U.S., 248 nursing centers with about 31,000 licensed beds. Also, we have a pharmacy division, 
which is an institutional pharmacy division. And what they do is they actually do distribute drugs, pharmaceuticals, to our hospital and health services divisions, as well as having external contracts with outside nursing homes and hospitals. And they're approximately a $436 million revenue at this point. Third largest operator in the U.S., 38 institutional pharmacies, and they serve about 84,000 beds. We then have last division is the rehabilitation division, which is made up of therapists, and we're the second largest publicly held contract therapy company in the U.S., 5,500 therapists with about 600 customers served. So we have pretty good reach in healthcare in four different divisions. We are approximately in 38 states, and some of our functional statistics from a financial standpoint, basically we are running SAP R3 46C at this time, and we're going to be upgrading to MySAP 2005. And our functional statistics around the company are we have, as I said, 56,000 employees plus, which make up actually about 56 payroll areas and 12 payroll calendars. So we are actually running payroll about seven days a week. We have 98 tax companies, and we're common agent filing for payroll taxes. On the financial side of the house, we have approximately 138 active company codes. So we have quite a few companies that are standalone that we take care of, as well as real-time balance sheets. And we actually have about 58,000-plus profit and cost centers. So we can get our actual balance sheets as well as our profit and cost for all the departments within a facility. So we actually drive balance sheet all the way down to a facility. Well, that's certainly a big company with complex business issues that you were attempting to address and especially complex considering that you hadn't really been dealing with a major upgrade in some time. Now that we understand a bit about that, could you go into how that affected some of the design issues that you were facing when approaching the computational upgrade that you wanted to put in place? Well, we started with SAP, just the financials, back in 1998. That's when we went live with SAP. So we've been almost 10 years now on SAP, and as you may well know, over those 10 years, we have grown drastically with all four divisions growing and through our purchasing of other divisions and other companies and actually merging them into Kindred. Our business reasons for upgrade were such that with the new businesses that we were actually bringing and adding to our company, we were adding these additional company codes which translates to more impact during our month and close. So we were actually having to close the books for all these additional companies at month end. So every time we went out and got a nursing home facility, which could basically be made up of quite a few facilities, then we have to actually close their book as a separate entity. And then we have existing business reorganizations that we have to deal with. Some of the divisions were combined, and they weren't divisions at the time. So we had to spin off, because of their growth, our pharmacy division and our people-first division, the rehab division. We were running into a lot of problems around that in the sense of the additive business data, as well as more batch. We were running approximately 
2,500 online users, and about 1,600 now are actual concurrent users. So a dramatic growth during the online times for the day. And then, of course, correspondingly, we had, by adding all these employees over time, we've had to run our payrolls at night, and that then pushes other batch applications that we have into the early morning which were, again, affecting our online users. So growth was great, but you know we try to size our systems for five years so that we can be on those systems and fully depreciate them over five years, which I know that most companies actually try to depreciate theirs over three. So we really try to get the most we can out of our investment. The database size back in 1998 and 99 was about 200 gigabytes. We are almost two terabytes now. So over the 10 years, we actually have been growing, you know, 10 times the initial size. And then along with that, this is our third upgrade of SAT. We were originally on 4OB and we upgraded to 46C, and now we're going to be upgrading to MySCP 2005. So a lot of changes, and through those upgrades, we learned quite a bit. And the last upgrade we did, we tried to do the functional as well as the technical side at the same time. And we changed all levels, all stacks, hardware and software, technical and functional business side at the same time. And it was a lot to undertake, especially with our growth. That particular upgrade took us about a year and a half to accomplish. So we went at it in a different tack this time. We certainly knew that with everything that we were facing that our current systems that we had were not going to be able to handle the additive growth that we needed and being stable for the next five years. Those systems that we had were fully depreciated and we were looking at another upgrade as well as we had added an SAP BW implementation, business intelligence implementation and we were needing to extract a lot of data out of our R3 system, so they needed to be very quick as well for the extracts and loads into BW. So that's a little bit of background about the reasons why we were actually looking to do an upgrade. Well, and it also makes it fairly clear, I think, what a lot of the design parameters were that you were wrestling with that really needed to be optimized. So with all that in mind, what was the final system configuration that you decided upon, both from a hardware standpoint and from at least a bit about the software standpoint, that you finally ended up selecting? First of all, one of the things that we were looking at getting past, which we had really outgrown, was 32-bit. We actually needed to get to 64-bit because we are running a Microsoft operating system, of course, HP servers, and we were on the HP file line at the time. We were using eight ways on the back end, but we really needed to get off that because the memory constraints were such that some of our applications would just use all the physical memory on the server and then actually go to you know committed memory where it was actually running on the swap space on the disk. So we were having some real performance issues there, especially whenever you need to run you know for really 80,000 W2s. We were really looking to try to get to 64-bit for the memory as well as just the speeds that we were looking for and for longevity of the systems over time. 
we started looking around at the servers and, of course, the, on the HP landscape, really the servers that were at the time ready for us were the Itanium servers. We saw that Itanium was there. We saw that there were many, many applications had already been ported for Itanium. And there were other customers that were running on Microsoft. With Itanium supporting the Microsoft operating system and us being able to get the 64-bit, and we liked the roadmap that Intel and HP came in and showed us that went way out to the Montecito chips and on, and then also the SX2 internals of the servers, what we could grow to. Another big thing is we did have to forklift these systems out because we were replacing 32-bit systems, but in the future, we could actually upgrade these systems component-wise, which was another big thing. We also found out when we went out and bought four of these Itanium servers for a test landscape, and actually looking at the SD benchmarks, they call it SAPs for those people out there listening. We went out and did some sizing with SAT and HP, and HP has really good sizing. And our SAPs that we came back with, or the sizing methodology, actually said that the four Itanium systems that we purchased for testing was more powerful than the 15 systems that we had in production at the time, the 32-bit systems. And actually, we proved that on those four systems. Now, some people say, well, why didn't you just stay on the four systems? I mean, why did you buy more systems? Because we have nine systems right now in production. Well, of course, we need to have the failover capabilities. We need to have log-on load balancing that SAP provides. And so the financial users have multiple systems that they get on and are load balanced, the payroll systems, the workflow and the batch systems, which we need to have high availability because we're really running 24 by 7. So after looking at all the server combinations, and granted, the thing that's amazing here is that we went to a smaller and mid-sized Itanium server landscape. They are much bigger systems that are tremendously bigger than what we chose. As far as our growth, if we wanted to get much bigger systems in place that we could go to, they were there. So what we ended up with, it's a three-tier system. You have your clients on the front end. But in the middle tier on the application layer, we chose to have seven RX4640 four-way servers with 16 gigabytes on each of those seven servers. We ended up with three FICO, two HR, two workflow, and batch. On our 32-bit systems, we had dedicated batch servers and dedicated workflow servers. And we were able to now combine those two on a set of servers, thus reducing the number of servers that we were going to have in the final production landscape. So we went actually down, consolidated the landscape from 15 systems down to nine systems. Our two systems on the back end for an SAP, you have a database and a central instance layer. And we chose two RX 7628-way servers and put 32 gig of RAM in each of them. And then we actually clustered those using Microsoft clustering software. And then also had two gigabytes hand connectivity to an EMC backend frame. That's a great description. One thing that you talked briefly about I wanted to get a little bit more on was what you saw about Itanium as the core microprocessor in this that perhaps made a significant difference in the end result. 
as far as Itanium is concerned, it was built from the ground up as a 64-bit architecture. And the research that we were doing, it was pretty clear that the CPU cycles were much faster. Even though you looked at the numbers as far as the gigahertz for the CPUs, but the Itaniums could do more clock cycles on their CPUs. So we knew that from the ground up that the Itanium chips were faster and they could do more basically threads on them. And it proved out. We were very pleased with the performance, very surprised with the performance that we got out of the landscape that we picked. And then also the you know, RAS, the reliability and availability and stability of the system, you could tell that the components built into the HPI team systems were really engineered towards highly available systems. How long did your overall program take to actually set all this new system up from the moment that you'd selected the architecture to the time that it was really up and running and serving the business? It took about nine months for us to get through our testing. We went through very extensive testing. The Itanium servers were the first Itanium servers that the company had ever had. So there was a learning curve there for us. Now, what HP did was they brought in uh, an engineer, actually, from their Itanium group. And he came in and actually trained our NT support team as well as our SAP basis, our technical support team for SAP, on the servers. That helped out really well. Since many of our listeners are likely dealing with similar upgrade issues as you were, perhaps not as complex, perhaps not as big, but still looking at this as a large mountain to climb, I'm wondering if you can suggest some guidance or ideas that they might want to consider as they approach their own system upgrade challenge. What we learned in these upgrades is it's it's a lot easier to get your technical upgrade out of the way before you do your functional upgrade. You also need to look at, could you consolidate the systems that you have? And also, with the technology that's out there, 64-bit is the way to go. You, you can have a massive amount of memory in these systems. You can load up the buffers, especially for SAP. They have their own caching buffers that they create in the memory. So having the capability to up the parameters in these systems was just a tremendous benefit for us. So if your application is engineered towards and that can take advantage of the technology that's out there, by all means do that. And you really need to plan out for the future. What is it that you really want? What are you lacking now that you really want to get to? And I bet you can get there, especially with these systems. Finally, if people wanted to learn more about Kindred Healthcare as well as perhaps some of the details about the final system you put in place on this, where might they be able to reach you, either a website or an email? You can reach me at Daniel underscore POF, P-O-F-S, as in Frank, at Kindred Healthcare, all one word, K-I-N-D-R-E-D, healthcare.com. And I'll be glad to try to answer your questions. Well, Dan, thank you very much for your time with us today and look forward to our listeners checking out your solution and learning more about Kindred Healthcare. Thanks again. Thank you. 
Thanks again for joining us for today's interview. If you'd like more information on the podcast you just heard, as well as others in this series, please visit us at www.itaniumsolutionsalliance.org.